G'day. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Tony Odium again with the lead. Second, the outsiders approach the home turn as Legend of Zorro. Up into third, Torbrek making ground three wide. A length and a half further back to Centaur Villa Den, and they're clear from deep breath. And next further back on the run there, getting towards the outsiders by Tackery. 400 metres left to run in front, Neodium. Kicked away here. Second, Torbrek over on the outside. Centaur's up to third. Stampede Warrior down the outside, but Neodium's in front of the 200. Trying hard, Torbrek. Centaur the inside and wide round of Stampede Warrior. But uh, in front, Neodium with 100 metres left to go. Neodium's well clear for young Finnegan and Neodium. Neodium's won the Birdsville Cup. Second, Torbrek and Burden flashing home into third. Well, the Irish have won Melbourne Cups, Cox Plates, now Birdsville Cups. Good morning, Tony Clements. Hello to you, Steve. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. And as we like to say, from the dry and dusty outback tracks to the racetracks by the reef, it was certainly a dry and dusty outback track for Birdsville Cup Day last Saturday. And yes, Neodium for Emily Finnegan, putting an Irish feel onto the uh, Philip Stokes trained runner. And for the Brook family, congratulations on winning the Tab Birdsville Cup last Saturday. Plenty of news coming up on the Birdsville Carnival this morning, as well as the Mariba Cup last Saturday going to Forgiato. Plenty of cups around the place. The Alton Cup at Bundaberg went to Regano Dioro and the Surratt Diggers Cup to Jackalberry Finn. Plus we have news coming out of the Emerald meeting last weekend. To help us out with all of that news as always is the birthday boy. Happy birthday Rob Luck. <laughs> uh, good morning Tony, Steve and uh, listeners. Yeah, thanks very much uh, Tony. I've one good thing about this birthday, I'm still in the same decade so I've got a couple up my sleeve before moving <laughs> into a new one. <laughs> As you get older, it's about one of the few things you look forward to. By the way, talking of birthday uh, presents, Tony, I hear a little whisper that uh, you might be already signing up for an AFL uh, final ticket due <laughs> to the music act that's coming on. It's amazing how many people have already been in touch to uh, to ask that, that exact question once they announced that Kiss were going to be the uh, the pre-game entertainment for the AFL after a couple of bands pulled out. But yes, they're back down under doing their final concert in Sydney. Just going to sneak down to Melbourne for a a, uh, a couple of songs there. But oh, trying to get hold of an AFL grand final ticket is rarer than rocking horse poop. <laughs> I reckon you've been to every concert, and I reckon they've been around as long as I have. So. <laughs> uh, great old band, great old music. But, uh, yeah, wasn't it a great result out there at Birdsville, the two-day carnival, beautiful weather. Um, tracks seem to be playing fine. The fields are uh, basically held up for the, the two days, and the numbers were back in fourths. Uh, there was a, uh, a range of new trainers, I noticed, uh, making the trek out there. I think Rodney Hay was his first time. I see Peter Wickham from Warwick getting up with a winner there and uh, I'm going to make special mention of a Miles trainer who we featured on this show uh, very shortly um, but uh, for the Brook family to get that time honoured win with Neodium uh, and Philip Stokes uh, doing such a great job and Emily Finnegan it, it wrapped up a beautiful carnival uh, for them which we're going to feature of course this morning with Josh Fleming but Tony I mentioned Malaya Hill a trainer in Miles hasn't been training a, a great length of time and this is a big effort, I thought, that they put in uh, for the Birdsville trek. Uh, of course, they went to Batuta. I think it was a team of three. They had Rangi Toa, uh, they had Lord Smedley, and they had Moderna's Arrow. And that was an early birthday present that I enjoyed because there was fixed odds of $150 at one point. 
and uh, they almost bookended the two days or completed the two days with the final race winner. And Moderna Zaro was one of those horses that backed up and ran a nice fourth on the second day. But Lord Smedley almost got up on the last day to give them the same result, but went down by the same margin. But what a great effort by this uh, youngish trainer and Sarah Robbins kicking home the outsider of the two-day carnival in Moderna's Arrow. Yeah, here's what happened in that last race on the Friday part of the, Bows, the Birdsville Carnival. 500 metres left to run and Fields of Red, Power Sister also Dreyfus out wide on the track followed by Famous Fella next inside is Moderna's Arrow and Nano right towards the outside passing the 400 metres marker so Power Sister, Famous Fella down the outside, Moderna's Arrow driving up near the rail and also Future Idea is making ground up the 200, Moderna's Arrow, the inside Future Idea Future Idea and Moderna's Arrow, Future Idea Moderna Zaro, they come to the line kicking Moderna Zaro. Oh, it's a photo. Moderna Zaro or Future Idea, Future Idea or Moderna Zaro. Not sure. Further photo, third. You talk about boilovers in races, Rob, and quite often it happens when there's an outsider getting up over a hot pot favourite, but I don't think anybody would have been expecting a 100-to-1 shot even having its first time out at Birdsville, having travelled the 1,000-odd kilometres from miles all the way out to uh, the river circuit there. And I think uh, Josh even said it uh, on the the Sky Thoroughbred Central coverage show on Friday after that, that in the 20-something years that he's been going to Birdsville, he's uh, never seen a 100-to-1 shot get up. Probably hasn't seen too many 101 shot run around the place. Josh Fleming is uh, on his way home or has made it home uh, after that long trek out into the dust on the the weekend and is with us once again for our annual Birdsville wrap-up on Bushbeat. Welcome along, Josh. Yeah, thanks again, Tony. Good morning to you. Happy birthday, Rob, and uh, great to be joining you. And, um, yeah, we made the eight-and-hour trek home yesterday, last night. Um, pulled up home about one o'clock this morning, so it was a it was a long haul, but, um, yeah, good to, to get home in one pace. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, the usual wonderful uh, couple of days out there, uh, good racing, and just good to see the numbers uh, bounce back up as well. Obviously, we had some small fields at the two meetings last year in both April and September, so uh, wonderful to see the, the horse numbers bounce back with 45 on the Friday. Then we had uh, a little bit more than that, there was 61 on Cup Day, so... Uh, overall, over 100 starters over the two days, so it's just great to see those numbers uh, bounce back up and um, uh, wonderful efforts from all the jockeys and trainers to, to head out there. And we know the, the monumental effort that it is with uh, packing so much gear for both horse and human, and um, thank you for all the efforts from all the horse people. Uh, and, again, a, a big thank you to the Bursal Race Club and David and Nell Brook, and um, so appropriate that they won the Cup with me, It was Nell's 50th Bursal Races, so... Uh, it was wonderful for them, but also Kenzat winning as well. So uh, two runners for the Saddlers' Knife team, and they both got the money. Yeah, good morning to you, Josh, and thank you for those birthday wishes. Uh, I think I got my birthday present with the $150 on Moderna, uh, odds with Moderna's arrow. <laughs> um, but I, I was mentioning to Tony just in the uh, brief at the beginning there that it's great. one of the attractions of Birdsville is for first-timers to go there. And Malia Hill, that's a big effort to be able to take three horses and the all performed so admirably, uh, Moderna Zaru, uh, Rangitoa and Lord Smedley. 
Uh, and Moderna's arrow, it wasn't quite unexpected, I don't think, for this team because I'd called it at uh, Cunnamulla and I got the message there that uh, once it got back on the other way of going, it just may show a little bit of improvement. I didn't expect that much improvement, but we're happy to see that result. But that is a feature of Birdsville, isn't it, uh, Josh, where you get people wanting to make it for the first time. Uh, I think it was also uh, a trainer out of uh, Warwick got a winner on the second day. Peter Wickham, I'm pretty sure, was his first time out. There might have even been Rodney Robb's first time. I know he got a winner on the day, that's for sure, um, with St uh, Stokel. So it is a real feature of Birdsville. Uh, indeed, Rob. Yeah, look, um, Peter, he did have runners last year, but um, he didn't get a... Uh, well, actually, he, he, he got a winner as an owner, but he didn't officially train the, the horse mm -hmm. that won there uh, out there last year. But he's uh, now gone uh, out uh, training in his own right, and uh, yeah, that was his first ever winner as a trainer when Secret Tears won. He talk about form reversals. He got beaten 29 and a maiden the day before, and it came out to win a 0-50. to 50. So it was, a, it was a fair turnaround in form for Secret Tears to win. But... Um, Look, just touching again on Moderna's arrow, I don't think I've ever heard of a more popular 101 winner. Just about everyone you bumped into had 2 or $5 on it. So uh, <laughs> um, I know one bookmaker got skinned actually on it, believe it or not. But, um, yeah, chatting to, to people at the track and also back in town, I, I was talking to one gentleman. He just walked by, had $2 in his pocket and thought, well, there was something 101, we'll, we'll put it on, and he won $200. So um, I think it was a, a pretty easy 200 that he'll pick up just for, for $2 worth. But... Um, yeah, well done to, to her and Sarah Robbins for getting that winner there. And, uh, um, yeah, look, you, you spoke about Peter and wonderful to see him uh, get, get a winner as well. That big form turnaround with Secret Tears and his good mate Gary Guerin on board. And, of course, uh, Peter originally from uh, Kyogle and uh, lives out here where I am now in Warwick. He's got to Wickham Transport, as most of down this way would know. And, uh, yeah, he, he was out there in the Guerin camp and uh, great to, to see him get his first winner as a trainer. You mentioned the Gearing camp, and I imagine that the uh, KO Racing team were very well behaved with their runners out there. They nearly managed to pick up a Birdsville Cup at their first trip out. Yeah, well, Cavey wasn't there, thankfully, so uh, not uh, too much mischief uh, went on. So, uh, yeah, he, he certainly knows how to, to paint, the, uh, paint the town red, Cavey, but he didn't make his way out there. But um, oh, he's a big-time Metro winning owner these days, I suppose. Nick Spur being in good form and... Uh, he might be too good for us now. But, uh, yeah, look, Torbrick ran a great race in the Cup. Um, it was an action-packed Cup um, with, a, with a little bit of drama early on. Of course, uh, Factory Warrior came out on his nose at the start and uh, he was he was going to be in trouble from that point on to try and uh, come back uh, from that uh, mishap at the start. And, of course, Burden got into all sorts of grief after 150, 200 metres. Emma Bell was lucky to stay on board. But young Emily Finnegan, she kept out of trouble on the Odeon. Wonderful positive ride, too, from her, Drew. The outside gate had jumped well and her intentions were made very clear early uh, that she wanted to lead. And uh, she crossed uh, over Torbrecht to lead and then uh, Legend of Zorro went forward and annoyed the Odium a bit in the run. But he regained an outright lead again. He was very strong to the line and kicked away to win. And a great result for the Brook families we've spoken about. But uh, young Emily Finnegan was having a few chats with her out there. She's one of the most positive, brightest, bubbly people I've ever met Um uh, typical of the Irish, I suppose. Um, you just could not wipe the smile off her face. She said uh, it was a great um, great result for her and it was her first time up there and she had a couple of uh, rides without any luck before the Cup, but uh, she jumped on the Odium and had some uh, local pressure. She was uh, camping there at the Brook household as well, so uh, they, they went out there and delivered and uh, in the end the horse uh, won well. Um, there was a big go on the market there on Centaur. It was $6 into $2.90, give or take, so... They missed out on the plonk there. He ran very well to finish fourth. But, uh, 
in the end. All honours went to the big grey. He was very strong and uh, led all the way. And he did a good job to, to win the first cup for the Brook family since Don Murder won back in 2000. Wow. Yeah. Um, Josh, and talking about those young female apprentices, what about Nikki Olzard, her first trip out there? I think it was six rides, um, two winners, and in the money for the other four. And Emma Lyons also having a great carnival at Birdsville. Yeah, both did a wonderful job. Uh, young Nikki rode uh, stoical to win for Rodney Hay and a good rider Persevere as well to win uh, the Class 3 1,400 metres. That was that was on the Friday and um, in the end got up on the rail there, hit the front coming around the home turn and dashed right away for a big win. Uh, Emma Lyons in the end won the uh, leading rider for the two days. A wonderful result for her and uh, Philip Cole, of course, we know won the Cup there in September last year. But... Uh, Little Town Blues was impressive. Uh, Vernie Valu was good, winning the Lindholm Stud uh, Open Handicap as well. And um, definitely had to be uh, near the rail. There's no two ways about that. The bulk of the winners were, were near the inside. It was uh, pretty hard to get out wide to make up ground throughout the day. But um, with that in mind, uh, I think there'd be some horses to follow. A horse like uh, Stampede Warrior did a wonderful job in the Cup uh, having to come wide just the way that the track uh, panned out. And famous fella as well from the Craig Smith stable. I think I'll be black booking him because he had to make his run wide and did a wonderful job to, to run third in that last race on the Friday, the way the track played over the weekend. You mentioned the Craig Smith stable. A couple of winners for Craig, who's a regular out at Birdsville. He had one on each day with Bubba Tilly aboard uh, with uh, Lipsip Suck and also Keen Zap. Yeah, Lipsip Suck was impressive. Uh, Ex-Victorian and now with the Craig Smith stable and... Um, yeah, I had a, a night with Craig and Sandy on the way out to Birdsville. I think I spent the bulk of the night just walking around the house practising the name to make sure that we got it right. We had to <laughs> say it plenty of times because he, he was impressive. He ran terrific time as well. He won by over 10 and ran 108.6. And then in the class five, they broke the 108. So um, it was it was a hard and fast track near the rail. Speaking to some of the riders, once you got off that inside bit, the inside pad of the track, it was a little bit... Uh, Heavier, wider out. So it certainly was advantageous to be near the fence. And um, look, from gate number one, Lipsip Suck just pinged out and uh, ran them ragged and ran good time. And, uh, yeah, great re- result for Craig. And wonderful to see him make the return trip back to uh, Suburbsville and go home with a couple of winners. And uh, Bubba Tilly as well. A fair bit happening in Bubba's life. He's just moved to Toowoomba. He's getting married soon. Um, but he made the trip out there and um, had his sisters all out there as well, helping uh, helping Craig as well, and it was it was a wonderful result for them. And Keynes out was impressive too, another uh, local victory there. And uh, only small field there, but he was he was impressive too. He ran them ragged. He, he, he ran good time. He, he broke the 57 for the thousand. He ran 56.92. There were certainly some fast times run on uh, on both days, and and that was one of the quicker ones that Keynes out recorded there. You've got to mention that Christy Clark people stable too, uh, Josh, because even though Centaur, although heavily supported, fourth in the cup, but they certainly had a good carnival with uh, Dispute uh, running a second ellipsic suck, but Persevere, very, very impressive. Uh, one of Nicky Olzard uh, winners, and of course, uh, Future Idea was second, Moderna Zaro. And uh, I think they had another place in there maybe uh, during the afternoon as well. So another stable, that uh, no, no stranger to Birdsville, uh, but they had a, a successful weekend. They did, and uh, Christy wasn't able to make it out there, but caught up with uh, with David Peoples and also uh, Louie and Ollie as well. So a lot of the family were out there to uh, represent the, the Clark Peoples yard. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, they go back a long, a long way in Western Queensland, don't they, both the Clark and Peoples families. And it was great to, to catch up with them through 
throughout the weekend. But, um, yeah, you spoke about young Nikki Alzard. She really rode well with uh, that good ride on Persevere, sneaking up on the fence there. And the horses did the rest. It really powered away with uh, a big winning margin. It won by eight and a half. It sort of wasn't really much in between over the two days. They either just got there and closed photos or they went down and won by a big space. In, in that case, it was impressive, winning by nearly nine. Uh, but you spoke about future idea, and Nikki followed a similar path getting up near the fence where Sarah Robbins was on Moderna's arrow. Just got nosed out by Moderna's arrow in the end, but um, yeah, it was good that they could make that trek out and uh, go home with some success and uh, a little bit of prize money in the kit as well. We've just about yeah, covered couple... all the winners, I think, all the way through, but I wanted to highlight as well, uh, Mount Isa was well represented. Uh, it was uh, the Barabiri show. Uh, Jason and Melissa combining with Last Ascend in race four on Saturday. Yeah, it looked impressive as well. I, I thought for a bit when Spicy Sonic came through one off the rail that he was going to be a danger to try and get the last ascent, but um, racing great form at one for Tudor as well. So uh, um, they've certainly got that horse going well and um, it was good to see them bounce back. Um, specific journey, their runner in the third race uh, had to be declared a non-runner, wasn't afforded a fair start. So it's a fair way to go down and have that happen and, and Christie had a runner scratch at the barrier as well. So... Um, you don't want to, to see that anywhere, but certainly out there where they've all travelled so far, it's rotten luck to have that happen at the start. So it was good to see them bounce back with last ascend. And uh, Mel's got that runner in wonderful form. Back-to-back wins, uh, good prize money in that Akubra class too as well. And as I say, I, I thought maybe Spicy it was going to be a big danger at the top of the home straight, but uh, he really kicked on well when he had to last ascend and uh, in the end uh, opened up and, and won well, one by two and a half in the end. And of course... Um Kim Ely, no stranger to Bursal, supported it for many, many uh, years and uh, a winner on each day. Was, what was it on the same day, Josh? I'll just double-check that. No, yeah, winner on each day, scouts on an equal balance. And the other thing, I noticed, there wasn't any horse that won on both days, but there were a few that uh, ran on both days, but possibly not as many, Josh. Yeah, you always get some that back up and others that, uh, that don't, and... Uh They've sort of got to um, spread their wings um, far and wide, I suppose you could say, and accept for a few radices and uh, just see what happens on a scratching and ride of front and uh, sometimes mm. you see those radices fall away uh, a little bit on day two if they uh, uh, elect to either not back up or, or go around in one race as opposed to another. I can only remember one horse in recent times that went round twice on the one day and that was the, the year when it rained in 2016 and they put the program all on, on the Sunday. Old Swordfighter went round and rose three and then went round and rose ten. Yes, he went better the second time he went round. But um, <laughs> obviously, obviously that's, that's very rare that that happens. But, um, yeah, we, we, we had some that backed up. But, um, yeah, you spoke about Kim. It was great to, to have a chat with, with him there. I've known Kim Healy for a long time. I can recall him having camels um, when I was um, dabbling in calling some camel runners. Right? is going back to when I was only about 14 to 15 years of age in Blackhall and, and Charleville. And um, so I've known Kim for, for a long time. And he's, um, he's had a bit of... Um, uh, drama and sadness off the track in recent times, Kim, and it was great to see him with a, with a couple of winners and uh, very, very impressive equal balance. It was heavily backed, uh, drew gate number one and uh, ran them along and didn't have a big lead on the home turn, but really raced away up the home straight in the end, one by nearly eight. It uh, really put a gap on them and, and did it quickly over the last uh, two or 300 metres. That was another winner for, for Emma Lyons. And uh, she, she's had good success up in the territory with both... Uh, Kim Healy and the Philip Cole stable as well. So uh, it was wonderful to, to see her. Um, and when you go through, the, the, the female riders had a wonderful run and they've actually got a good record uh, overall in the Cup in recent years. Obviously, Emily Finnegan winning the race this year. We saw Brooke Richardson win 
in the, the April version in 2022. Uh, Becky Kerwin won it going back to 2003, Kayla Lacrosse in 2016. So the last 20 mm. years, and we've, we've missed a couple of years of various runners, and the female riders have had a really, really good run. And uh, they've now got four uh, recent Birdsville Cup wins uh, to, to them. And they fared really well over the two-day uh, carnival again this year. So well done to them. Josh, we often say it when we talk about the, the River Circuit with Batuta, Birdsville and Baduri. And, and for those that you know, aren't that familiar with the geography of what a big brown land uh, we live in, uh, everyone knows it's out in the outback and it's right out in the corner. But you know, you, it's easy to say, oh, it's only 1,500-something kilometres from Brisbane. It's not just a, you know, at 100k an hour, that's a 15-hour drive. No, it's more like 20 mm. hours because you're not going to be doing uh, 100k no. once you get out into some of the, the dust and that sort of thing. But to put it into a bit more perspective, diesel's something like $2.53 a litre once you get out way out west. It's not mm. an easy exercise, as you said, logistically to get uh, both horse and human and all your supplies out there for all of the uh, the trainers when they've got to take everything out there, even just for the patrons that go out there, even just for the Sky Thoroughbred Central hosts. And gee, it was great to see Joyce mm. and Kian getting out there. Aren't they becoming a real favourite at Birdsville? Oh, it was a great coup for the club and for Sky to have them both out there uh, you know, two uh, really well-respected form experts, as we know. And, um, well, they had a ball out there. They really had a, a great time, uh, both on and off the track. And it was wonderful. I mean, Kian, so she's she's a bushy girl. She's from uh, Gilgandra, New South Wales. So so she knows the bush. And uh, she'd been to Birdsville before, whereas that was Paul George's first trip out there. So it was great to, to uh, have them out there and catch up with them and introduce them to the people. And they really... Uh, enjoyed themselves and they just whoever goes to Birdsville just fits in and belongs and they always go there and have a wonderful time and I've, I've never heard of anyone that comes home and, and say they didn't have fun you've only got yourself to blame if, if you don't have a good time but um, well, you, you spoke about uh, the efforts that it takes for the, the horse people and, and all the people in general to go out, I mean I can speak of myself personally, it was an 18 hour drive to get home there last night but um, you know, we and it was it was a big exercise with with two kids. But I mean, in Kim Healy's case, he's got kids, they got horses. Um, a lot of the trainers will take their family and workers that along with them. Um, as I say, I had a night with Craig and Sandy driving out, and everything that goes into to packing for horse and human, and then you're away from home for a period of time. You got to hope the horses settle in, and hope that you can go away with a winner or two because it's a long drive home if you don't get that success. So um, I really just can't thank the trainers and the horse people enough for what they do. Um, without them, I don't have a job. I'm very fortunate I've now called 20 birds for cups. If it's not for what they do, I wouldn't have called any. If it's not for what the club have done for me, I wouldn't have called any either. There are so many different cogs and little cogs in the wheel to get this show to, to get on the road, from the horse people to the jockeys to, to the race club and all, all the workers in town to get the track ready and everything ready. It's such, uh, it's such a team effort from everyone's perspective, so I just can't thank them all enough. They've all done a wonderful job and yeah, hopefully we'll get home safe and we can um, get ready to do, it, uh, to do it all again next year. Yeah, beautifully said, uh, Josh. And it's and quite honestly, it sounds like uh, after 20 years of calling birds or cups, uh, you haven't lost uh, one element of uh, well surprise. You you enjoy every trip you make out there, and it shines through every year. Congratulations on uh, calling number 20. Uh, greatly appreciated. Thanks a lot, Rob. And yeah, again, a big thank you to the club and. Uh, yeah, well, 20 down, not too sure how many left to go, but every trip we have out there, we enjoy. And uh, it's all about the people. Um, you know, you, you could have the same group of people somewhere else and you'd, you'd still have a great time, but it just happens to be that that's, that's where we go out there, to the edge of the Simpson yep. Desert. But uh, it's all about the people and uh, so fortunate to be able to 
uh, go out there and catch up with their friends. And, uh, yeah, we're not there for a long time, but we are there for a good time. Good on you, Josh. Thank you for joining us for our annual Birds Hill wrap-up. We'll catch up soon. Great. Thanks a lot, Tony. Thanks, Rob. See you, boys. Josh Fleming there recapping a uh, wonderful Birdsville doubleheader for Friday and Saturday. Other cups we need to get into. Let's hear what happened in the Alton Cup at Bundaberg last Saturday. But Regalo Doro snuck away down towards the home turn and got the margin out to about four lengths. Travels well. Over Step on Fire. The other pair have gone right to the outside. Maverick Henry Coyote cutting the corner Aurora Dancer. She's got true to join the other trio. But at the moment, it's all Regalo Dioro. Regalo Dioro is all on his own. He's out by six lengths. Aurora Dancer second. Boxing away as Coyote. But it's all Regalo Dioro. And Regalo Dioro, a local victory in the Alton Cup, comes down the margins out to over five, I think, over Aurora Dancer Coyote. By the look of the uh, the races and the results out of Bundaberg on the weekend, Brett Moody had a, a similar experience to Josh Fleming at Birdsville. They're either winning by massive spaces or they were tight-nosed finishes. And it was a six-and-a-half length win there to Regalo Dioro for Adam Spinks and trainer Laura Cronin in the Alton Cup at Bird, at uh, Bundaberg on the weekend, where the uh, the caller is joining us now and can tell us about the uh, famous two-horse race that he got the opportunity to call at, I think, track number 46 that wraps up on the uh, Brett Moody CV. Good morning, Yes, uh, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, it was uh, um, obviously with uh, Jared. That's his hometown. So uh, it was uh, <coughs> a rare opportunity to uh, to jump in there at uh, Bundy. Uh, Jared was, of course, calling the heats of the Million Dollar Chase at Dubbo and then backed up at the Sunny Coast. He had a big weekend. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a uh, uh, very good uh, change of scenery. And, yeah, um, a new uh, venue for me, so we're up to 46 now. But um, yeah, it's a it's a lovely big track. Unfortunately, like a lot of those uh, places, uh, the uh, calling uh, boxes uh, a last minute uh, um, oversight. Uh, but so I don't know how he does it, uh, meeting in, meeting out. But anyway, we got through it. And as you say, uh, three of the five races uh, came down to close finishes and a couple of big wins, including that one there for the local horse. Um, in uh, Regalo Dioro. Uh, he uh, is, uh, was a home track advantage there for Laura Cronin. Uh, he's had two wins now. Both have been on his home track. He ran second uh, in a maiden back in May and then he skipped the maiden and uh, won a Class B on, uh, on Bundaberg Cup Day. And then he, uh, as you've heard, just then uh, stepped it up to win the Alton Cup of Benchmark 60. So it was a big jump. Uh, there and he uh, streeted his rival so he's obviously going to go through his classes particularly on his home track it was the third running of the Alton Cup this is a, a meeting that they've put together through a local uh, wealth management and accounting firm and other accounting uh, firms have uh, joined in and it's uh, become uh, quite a big day for the club there was a was a great crowd there uh, on uh, Saturday and you mentioned about the two horse race well our little sister uh, beat Devonair and uh, I hark back during the call to uh, the great uh, Bertie Bryant, one of my favourite calls um, back in the 1970 in the Queen Elizabeth and uh, Big Palu and Rain Lover and they hit the line together and he said, I'd hate to be wrong in a two-horse photo. <laughs> Give it to Big Palu by a nose and he got it right, of course. But, um, yeah, so we recapped that one. But, uh, yeah, the field dropped away, unfortunately, there in the open handicap. And our little sister, though, Bo Gorman, I see uh, Steve picked up on the fact that uh, Bo uh, has a 100% uh, strike rate uh, this season, four out of four, and uh, uh, she's the uh, main reason for that. 
um, our little sister. And uh, now she's won, what did I say, five out of uh, seven since she's come to uh, Queensland and joined the stable. He won per- she won first up at the um, one, two, four, five out of eight. Um, since she's come to uh, Queensland, won first up at that chinchilla tab meeting back uh, in March. And uh, she's just gone from strength to strength. So it's uh, quite a competitive race. Devonair stuck to its task well, but uh, well done to Bo because he also racked up his 50th winner as a trainer. So congratulations to him and his first winner um, at Bundy. And was also the first winner at Bundy for Rob Forburn. Rob, just starting out, that was his fourth career winner um, there on uh, Our Little Sister. But uh, she's uh, going nicely through the classes. Uh, just looking quickly at the other races, um, I Am Fearless carried the 62 to win for Glenn Richardson and Adam Sewell uh, in the uh, benchmark 55 over the 850. So uh, Glenn's got uh, this fellow in a nice niche of form now in these sort of races. He's won two out of his uh, last three and uh, just uh, staved off the strong challenge by the local mayor in Athelda in uh, winning there um, for the Kirk family. Uh, that uh, race I am fearless. Uh, Master drummer one for Andrew Mead. Andrew's uh, from Gympie, uh, but he doesn't have a great deal of uh, success usually at the Bundaberg. I was looking up, he's had uh, only one winner from his last 100 runners there. He's a regular visitor there, but that was his second winner there, Master drummer, uh, having his uh, fourth run uh, since joining Andrew there and his uh, 12th overall and was uh, piloted a victory by Brody Moffat, who's also another newcomer, uh, just kicking off his career. Brody's now, uh, that's his uh, fifth winner. So I think he loses his 4kg allowance there. So master drummer prevailing in the closest finish of the day, beating uh, pressure and time there for Trevor Thomas and Kelly Gates. And um, the final race on the program was won by uh, Carl Sinclair and uh, Take the Lead and Sophie Blunt uh, piloting... Um, take the lead to victory. So that completed a hat-trick of wins. It was successful in the 1380 Class B on Cup Day, then went to Gladstone and then backed it up on uh, Saturday. Just held off uh, the Brumby for Alan Robbo Robinson and Damien Boutte. He's now based at Rockhampton. Uh, came from last right up on the inside. Got the margin to a neck but take the lead. Completed that hat-trick and well done to Sophie. She's up to career win number nine and that was her third win at Bundy. So a third of her winners have come on the sand there at uh, Bundaberg and for um, Carl Sinclair. Uh, He's unbeaten at uh, Bundy as a result of this horse. He's two from two there. So uh, Carl's uh, only runner and that's his fifth career winner. So, uh, yeah, thanks to the uh, club for hosting me up there. Um, Yes, it was a nice uh, change of of scenery and uh, we certainly enjoyed it. Yeah, good on you, Brett. And, and uh, with uh, 50 as a magic milestone for Fab's Cowboy, uh, you've done 46. Have you got a plan for 47, 48 and 49, 50? Have you targeted any other new tracks uh, coming up in uh, in new times? No, uh, Rob, we just uh, take it as it comes. This was a source that uh, came out of, uh, out of left field. Um, I had missed a couple that I, um, when I was on the tour, out west uh, with the uh, Outback Pub Tour. I missed a couple of uh, new opportunities, including the Nango Tab, so hopefully that'll come up again. But I mentioned to you, uh, maybe there's a vacancy over there in Germany. I've been watching a couple of those <laughs> late-night uh, meetings over there, and they do have English callers, but um, far be it for me to, um, you know, uh, 
poke fun at uh, someone that has a go at that, but I think there might be a vacancy or two over there. So I've done a bit of work with Sky International, so maybe I'll get a trip to Germany to wrap up the 50. Well, you might be, won't be back at one of your new tracks, but back at one of your favourite tracks. Um, I see that there are trials on at the new Charleville track this week, or is it next week? Yeah, this uh, Friday, in the lead-up to the Morven races, uh, they're having the official trials. I see uh, on Facebook they posted there were a couple of horses galloped over it. Um, yeah, it looked like it um, was uh, fairly sandy, so I'm not sure what the uh, makeup of it is. I know they put a, a very firm base down there, so I was wondering whether it might be a little bit too firm, but it looked like to have a lot of give in it, but that's obviously got to play out and... Uh, yeah, hopefully uh, all, all uh, systems, uh, green lights given and uh, all systems ahead to uh, that first meeting on the October long weekend. And where are you off to next? What's on the calendar at this stage? We've got the uh, race callers night here on, uh, on Saturday night uh, that Anthony organises uh, in memory of our great uh, friend and mentor and Pat O'Shea. Uh, so I'll be uh, very pleased to be part of that again on Saturday night, and then we're off to Dolby for Cup Day. Wonderful. Well, look forward to hearing all of that coming through, and uh, thank you for joining us this morning on Bushbeat. No worries, boys. Thank you all. Good on you, Brett. Brett Moody there looking back at Bundaberg's Alton Cup meeting last Saturday. Rob, we started off the show talking about the dry and dusty outback tracks. Here's the racetracks by the reef, the Mariba Cup from Saturday. As the field come oh, off the back, segment. the Mariba Cup field for 2023. Head past the 600 and Forgiato is uh, still leading. Lippy and Sass is getting a bit closer. And here's Motor Mayers on a forward move very quickly, about to gallop them up. And they were followed then by Gallic, who's trying to get onto its back and run on. And four lengths away still to Nemingar. They come to the home corner. Forgiato with a kick. Motor Mayers is out after it as they straighten and set sail for the judge of the Mariba Cup. He's got a little kick, Forgiato. It got three quarters of a length. Motor Mayers is grinding away. Gillick running on. It's Forgiato in front. Forgiato's going to hang on. Great front running ride. And Forgiato wins from Motor Mayers and Gillick. Then Lippi and Sass. As Bluey Forsyth said in the call, great front running ride by Masayuki Abe for the Rene Shulens trained Forgiato taking out the Pims Mariba Cup last Saturday. Yeah, came off the Laura Cup back in uh, June for Giotto and uh, put a, uh, a small stop in the John Mansman run of cups, didn't he? Uh, with the driller winning that Cairns Cup. Motor Mayers was looking for the Mariba Cup, um, but John did have a staying win with Sarnia at a home hill in the Thursday tab meeting. But for Giotto, too strong, the super easy seven-year-old and, and old Gaelic uh, back there in third uh, place, but uh, a good finish to the Mariba Cup. Uh, but uh, Johnny Mansman and Nathan Day, who combined with Motor Mayers, they uh, got a winner on the day with Capital Girl. This one came off the fourth at Bluff uh, last week, the same form line that Sarnia came off before it won at uh, Home Hill. Must be a good form line going through Bluff, I think. But this capitalist uh, five-year-old mare has been showing promise and got up over Headlander and Roth and Bell. Unfortunately, in the third race, Frankie Edwards came off uh, Solomon and our best wishes and speedy recovery to uh, Frank uh, as he progresses uh, from that fall. Uh, it was taken out by Dominant Rose for John Kilroy and Lacey Morrison. Of course, Lacey Morrison features in every meeting up there in the far north Queensland area. Uh, beat home Nathan Day on Mini Beer and uh, Nuclear Girl. Uh, Frankie Edwards earlier in the day had kicked home Sonic Light to get the cutest money for Dean Piccolo. An ex-Tony Gollan trained horse that uh, was placed at Cairns. The Spirit of Boom 
Four-year-old got up over Aglot and Wicked Dreamer. And the horse in form at the meeting, I think, is Bonnie Thompson's uh, seven-year-old mare, Aura Gold. And Jenna Edwards uh, got up on this one. It's won its last three in a row, including the wins at Prairie and Caulfield. So four wins from 20 now for Aura Gold. Uh, keep an eye on this one from the meeting. Defeated Pomade and uh, Boniathon. But Forgiato ended up being too strong in the end in the Mariba Cup for 2023. And there was one other big cup run on the weekend and having her third winning ride and wrapping up the program for Ducky Baker was Emily Promfort on the win of Jackalberry Finn at Surratt. 700 metres to travel. Barry Moore out in front with the carpenter up on the outside. Two back then to Bonnie Ev in a good spot, then Jackalbury Finn. Peshwar has gone back into the field at the 600 metre mark. A good gap back to Cape Cluster. Followed then over on the inside by Tuscany Bound. Dropping back into the field at the stage would have been uh, well, well back. Right out back out of viewers Tango Tino in the straight. Two 150 to go. Barrymore up on the inside, grabbed by the Carpenter. Coming up out three wide as Laurie joining in quickly. Jackalbury Finn looking for a run and Sethlin still there on the inside. Laurie goes to the lead. Out after it would have been Jackalbury Finn. Laurie, Jackalbury Finn, Pashmar, Laurie in front. Jackalbury after it, it got up. Maybe, maybe Jackalbury Finn just touching out Laurie and Peter Flynn at uh, Surratt for the Surratt Diggers Cup had a similar sort of situation robbed to the uh, the boys at Bundaberg and Birdsville. They were either winning by five and six lengths or by noses and necks and that was the case. Jackaberry Finn just nudging out uh, Laurie and Peshwar in the AGL Surratt Diggers Cup there. Yeah, very exciting finish uh, to wrap up the program for Ducky Baker and Emily Pomfret to commence her winning career ride at uh, Tambo, and that was win number three for her, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Ducky had got the first winner as well, Tijuana two-step with uh, Shannon Apthorpe, who's been riding in uh, very good form, another super one uh, that has a win on the country tracks. And the other winners coming through the program, I think Miss Hoff, uh, having its first run for the stable. It was first up since June, and a flying arty mare for Rebecca Kerwin and Jacob Golden got up in the benchmark 55 by an impressive six lengths over Savvy Song. And uh, Moonshine are one of those uh, bigger wins on the day. And a horse that uh, I've seen performing very consistently of late is Unrestricted. He took out the... Um, uh, open handicap over the 1,200 metres for Amy Graham and Wayne Baker and brought up uh, win number three with five placings for the nine runs that, that uh, this unencumbered seven-year-old has had for the Wayne Baker stable and got up over an informed Coins Road with high cost into third. Another good finish with about a long neck separating them. And Cheryl Rogers, good to see Cheryl back in the saddle and training the winner Old Town Rome for Old Town Road for Raymond Fraser, uh, the Olympic glory six-year-old mayor got up and took the uh, cutest race, but it's not cutest registered, defeated Carrara Lad and Bindango. But it certainly was uh, an exciting finish to that Surratt Diggers Cup. And good to see the size of field uh, for that particular cup meeting over the 1,400. And the other meeting on the weekend, it doesn't always happen, Tony, at Emerald, but the Central West trainers uh, sometimes go over there and it looks like they're going to have a good day and it doesn't always work out that way. But... This weekend, it certainly did work out that way uh, because you've got uh, in the open handicap 
Patrick O'Toole has unearthed a, another good runner for the stable with Herelbin. It's one only, it's three times for the stable now at Mutterborough, Longreach and Emerald. And this eight-year-old uh, was too strong for the other Longreach train, Galloper in Parkburn for Mark Oates and attack a bill into third place. David Rewald uh, had a winner in the following race with Wiki with Brooke Richardson back in the area. The sidestep six-year-old, two wins, two plays in its last five, defeated the Patrick O'Toole runner, World Charmer, and the boy Foster, Highland Eagle, giving the Central West a trifecta in that race. And then in the final event on the day, Jerry Zander. What a turnaround in form this horse has had. This seven-year-old by Lucas Krennic now four wins a second its last five, and Brooke Johnson kicked it home for Tony Schofield over Demural and uh, Delius into third. Earlier in the day, Graham Green uh, had got up for owner Helen Yates. Great to see Helen back in the ownership uh, winning circle there with Desert Moon, uh, Warwick Satherley, kicking home this one over Olympic Motto and Purple Song. And uh, the other winner on the day, uh, the Tyrrell, Ryan Tyrrell-Tom Button combination with Gabby Simmons. And I think it was happy birthday to Gabby Simmons during the week as well. Uh, this one had won its maiden at uh, Bowen, Lesotho Diamond, and continue on in winning form in the Class B over Mr Tangles and Dawn Rebel. But it was certainly a good day out for the Central West trainers. Well done to them. They took the final three races at that Emerald meeting. Tony? Haven't we got a week coming up? We've just covered plenty of turf and territory this morning on Bushbeat, but following on from the tab meetings today at Mackay and Thursday at Gatton, the Cairns Amateurs are back for 2023 with the Governor's Cup and Patrons' Cup headlining the Friday card. It's the Amateurs' Cup on Saturday. Uh, the usual tab racing at Toowoomba Saturday and a shout-out for Yapoon with their tab meeting Tuesday of next week. The non-tab meetings this weekend, the River Circuit wraps up with Baduri Cup Day. It's also Gundawindi Cup Day, Morven Cup Day, Thangul Cup Day and also meetings at Cloncurry and Nanango. We'll be stretched far and wide, and I just quickly saw Baduri. Wasn't it great to see 65 nominations? It was a little bit of a fear that maybe the uh, nominations might fall away at the third leg of the River Circuit, but fantastic to see those 65 nominations. And we'll be back next week covering all of the uh, territory of Queensland and country racing. Uh, look forward to that next week, Tony. Good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that, and happy birthday again. Thank you to <laughs> Rob Luck, Josh Fleming, and Brett Moody for joining us on the show this week, wrapping up Bush Beat for another week on Radio Tab, and we'll be back next Tuesday to do it all again.